Hi. So, last week, we talked about metaprogramming. And we talked about edges conveying other edges. And it was tricky for me because I, I don't know why that it happens and I don't know what to do about it. When you do it, when you're working in Hest and you make some edges that are moving and you put some points on those edges and you put some functions on those points and you just let it go, it gets, it gets very chaotic. Like it gets spooky <laughs> as a person who has to try and think about how to potentially make it a useful feature. But when I was talking about all that stuff, I talked about a big pain with doing it being that it introduces non-determinism. And so I wanted to take a episode just to talk about why that non-determinism and numerical precision and stuff is happening. And this will probably be a rehash to people out there who are already familiar with, you know, limitations of floating point and some of the alternatives that are available. But I figure it's worth just talking about because it's something I had to learn in going through this process. So I'm not going to explain what floating point is or how it works. I assume you already know that. I am going to say that floating point numbers are not comparable with equality, generally speaking, that because of the way that they handle precision, you can't really safely take two big decimal floating point numbers and say, does this decimal floating point number equal that decimal floating point number? Um, you have to do some kind of comparison within a limit. Like you have to say, are these two numbers smaller than 0 0.0000001 um, apart? And if so, then you generally consider them to be equal. And that just has to do with you know the representation. We're using a finite number of bits, a small number of bits, which have a certain number of exact discrete individual values to try and represent something that is covering a much, much larger numerical space. And so there's imprecision that is introduced there. And there's all the usual like, oh, if you do 0 0.3 minus 0 0.2, you get, you know, 0 0.1000003 or whatever, like you get some non-exact value. And that's one of those meme things where it's like, oh, well, this programming language is better because it doesn't have that problem. It's like, well, yeah, programming languages can help with that and other numerical representations can help with that, but it is still an inescapable reality of trying to use a certain number of bits to represent a broader range of values than just the number of integers that those bits can cover and then, you know, putting the decimal point at some location kind of thing. So I, in building HEST, I am trying to build it so that all the numerical operations are happening at roughly the same scale. And I am trying to use integers for things because um, I found integer stability to be a little bit better than decimal stability. Um, and maybe that's just, you know, superstition on my part. Um, maybe there's some actual legitimacy to this. I don't know. But that's my hope. And it's also that if I build the HEST model out of integers, uh, even if those integers, because I'm building this in JavaScript, are represented as floating point, you know, 64-bit double precision floating point behind the scenes, um, I could, in theory, swap out that numerical representation for a very reliable integer representation and the semantics would all be unchanged and everything should behave exactly the same way. So I'm trying to use integers for a lot of stuff and that 
means that when you get things like these meta programming style edges that are conveying points, that those points are then used to create other edges that are then conveying more points, and you can nest that quite deeply. Um, you can't keep everything aligned to integers without getting into some weird sort of like snap to grid kind of stuff. Like 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 a quantization is the term I think in physics and music for temporally snapping things to certain integer values rather than letting things freely happen wherever they might happen. And so so Hest's internal model is quantized, but that puts some limits on um, like you'll you'll you can see that happening. You can run into that. It can feel weird. And so one of the things that I really wanted to do was I wanted to find a way, if it was possible, to not use integers before I settled on that. And I really, really looked at trying to use different ways of having actual real numbers because one of the big inspirations in this space is Conal Elliott and his approach to functional reactive programming, the OG functional reactive programming, not this new reactive streams kind of stuff that has taken the server's world by storm. Not that the OG functional reactive programming from the mid-90s at Microsoft Research, which was an approach to doing animations where you always express things in terms of real numbers. And in researching this, what I've discovered was a lot of the papers talk about the value of using real numbers for positions in space and real numbers for uh, positions in time. And that's like real as opposed to integer or as opposed to ratios or that kind of thing, like real decimal numbers, like the real number line from mathematics. Um, Using those real numbers means that you never lose fidelity. And it's as opposed to if you use bitmap graphics, you can't scale those up without the pixel granularity reducing the fidelity of your result whereas if you use vector graphics you can scale them to any size or render them at any dot per inch fineness and you will have a perfect representation of the graphic that does not get pixelated same thing goes for times if you build an animation around a certain frame rate you can't increase that frame rate without weirdness as a result without losing the smoothness and and continuousness of the animation and in fact if you have a a fixed frame rate you can't reduce that frame rate other than you know divisions by two or increase it by other than multiples by two without getting really weird judder and so if you're familiar with what three two pull down is when you try to watch something that was recorded at 24 frames per second, the standard for film, if you're trying to watch that at 30 frames per second uh, or on a screen that does 30 hertz or on a screen that does 60 hertz, you're going to get this really weird strobing pattern to the motion because 24 does not divide evenly into 30 or 60. And so what happens is you'll get at 60 hertz, say, you'll get three refresh cycles of one frame and then you'll get two refresh cycles of the next frame and then three refresh cycles of the frame after that and then two of the frame after that and so the the 24 frame per second video is sort of played back at like 
you know, three, two, three, two, three, two. And so the lengths of the frames are different. And so all the motion looks really choppy. And so if there's like a big camera pan or something like that, big slow pan and camera movement, if you look at it, the image is going to look really like choppy. And that's ubiquitous. I see that absolutely everywhere. And so this, this idea of functional reactive programming was let's define our animations in a way that is independent of the frame rate. Let's make sure that if we're building animations, we are not at any point committing ourselves to a frame rate until the very last step when this animation is being rendered out to pixels and sent to a computer. That the internal storage of the animation and all of the manipulations that we could do to that animation should be expressed using a frame rate independent notation. And so it's in terms of real time using real numbers and not integers, not specific frames. So that's that's where the original FRP came from. And I, in starting on Hest, got really, really hung up on the fact that it's talking about real numbers because in the papers and in Conal's talks discussing it and in some of my discussions with Conal on Twitter, he talks about real numbers, but I think think to the best of my knowledge all the implementations actually used floating point and so you are still committing yourself to a granularity it's just now that that granularity is so small that you don't run into it at a you know in a day-to-day basis so in hest uh using floating point for time um is appealing but i run into that granularity because of the wildly varying time scales that hest operates at and the fact that the execution semantics need to be deterministic and so if there's this granularity that's that's jumping in in a way that i'm not expecting that's going to have consequences on the result of the code executing if that granularity is determined by the rate of execution so if you're running your code in slow motion and the granularity is very fine, you might get two functions that operate separately and happen one and then the other. And then if you jump the the execution speed way up to like go as fast as possible and that forces coarseness into the execution, you might have those two independent temporally independent functions both happen at the same moment in time instead of one before the other because they're now snapped to the same quantized granularity and that will introduce cases where things happen in a different order depending on how fast they're being executed so that sucks that's something that i do not want to be the case because i want i want this to be the slow motion debugging experience is true to the full speed execution of the final result so i looked a lot at uh ways to use actual real numbers and as far as i can tell i've looked at a ton of different libraries and and implementations and papers and research and talked to people many of whom were very snarky and um, just really unhelpful and like, oh, well, it's obvious you just do this, duh. Um, I don't know what it is about the the more like math-heavy half of programming Twitter, but at least the, the people who who stopped by some of my threads were, were very unfriendly. Um, the, the things that I saw, the libraries that I saw used an approach and they used a couple of different approaches. There's a couple of different approaches. One of the very common ones was called computable reels. And it's kind of like big int or it's kind of like, 
you know, certain representations of numbers that are arbitrary precision where you just keep tacking on additional internal like integer based values until you have enough precision needed to represent a composite value. So if you're trying to represent, um, you know, if you have like a, you know, like a 16 bit or a 32 bit or a 64 bit integer, and you want to represent a number that is much bigger than that, you just put two of those integers together and one represents the the high bits and one represents the low bits. And you have your composite type assemble those together. And that works for, for arbitrary precision down into the decimals as well. You just use fixed precision integers and, and chain them together in some sort of, you know, composite type. Uh, and that works except... Um, that means you, you'll be accumulating more and more memory to store these numbers if the precision matters. Like in cases where it's like, oh, these two numbers are, are close to one another, so we actually need to store them at a very fine level in order to tell them apart. Um, like that has this cascading effect where the, the number of decimals needed just keeps growing and growing and growing. And so these, these values can get unboundedly large and that, um, that sort of like, here's a thing that can grow to an unbounded extent in an unexpected way. Isn't so bad for memory. That's not what I'm concerned about. It's bad for fast execution because you are putting in loops with an unknown number or an unpredictable number of iterations into the most fine-grained parts of your code. You're putting these these values that can take an unpredictable amount of time to compute into the hottest of hottest inner loops. And to me, that is a no-go because I'm, like I said, I'm very concerned about making sure that Hest's execution environment is very, very fast for the end user and is very energy efficient. And if the numerical values upon which all the execution of the code are based requires like, you know, digging into a gradually exploding depth of precision represented by a gradually exploding number of internal values, like if the quantities of digits inside these numbers keeps growing and growing and growing and growing as execution proceeds, which seems like, at least in all of my exploration of the issue, that is what would happen. It's just going to make HEST programs run slower and slower and slower the longer they run and run at a higher and higher and higher energy cost, and it's going to be non-predictable. And so this is one of a handful of cases where I've had to do things differently than I would like because... I'm trying to avoid things that take a non, uh, like an, an unpredictable amount of time inside the execution model. I want the execution model to basically be like O of one and, and produce like a known amount of progress for a known amount of performance ability available in the computer it's executing on. And so I'm pretty sure that in the previous examples of functional reactive programming that have been used for animation, I, I don't think they were using these sort of computable reels. I'm pretty sure they were just using floating point numbers and, and saying, you know, you know what we mean. We're going for arbitrary precision, but we're not actually going to go the full length to actually try and represent those numbers exactly. We're, you know, close is good enough because we don't care about there's not like a determinism aspect to this stuff. They weren't doing anything where it's like, 
like operations might happen in a different order depending on the results of the math that was going into these animations. Whereas like in this programming system, if, if things can happen in a undeterministic order based on the numerical representation that's being used, that's a bad thing. And, you know, also bad is it taking an undeterministic amount of time to, to do that execution. So, so I'm not doing that. I'm sticking with integers. Uh, integers are deterministic and, and that creates some granularity, but a granularity is going to be the same no matter what time scale you execute at. So long as the, you know, the value of those integers doesn't get so, so big that you start losing precision down towards zero. So that's something that I'm just uh, keeping an eye on as I go.